Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Scoreboard, where this week we will be recapping and weighing in on USC's week six, week six loss against Utah. We are in the Annenberg Media Studio. I'm Allie Anthony, and I'm beyond excited to be joined here with my two friends. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Logan Drone. And Gordon Redfield-Gale. And we're ready to get into this game where the Trojans took a big hit against the Utes. Utah hasn't been victorious over USC in Los Angeles since 1916. The Coliseum wasn't even built before 1916. So this was actually the first win that Utah had in this stadium. USC wasn't in, wasn't in a horrible position going into the half. The Trojans were at an 11-point deficit, but things started to go wrong in the third quarter when Utah was able to put up 14 more points and USC wasn't able to respond. The fourth quarter looked better for the Trojans, but it still just wasn't enough, and the game ended with a 42-26 to Utah victory. What do you guys think went wrong in this game, and how can USC avoid these sort of deficits in the future? Yeah, I think right off the bat, the the area to blame is most definitely the defense. On Saturday, USC gave up 486 total yards of offense to Utah, which on average is 7.7 yards per play. That right there in and of itself is unacceptable. And in all of the losses for USC this year, all three losses, they've given up more than 40 points every single game. Everything stems from this defense, and when the defense does not play well, the offense simply cannot keep up. And I think that's the immediate problem right there is our defense. And I think our defense, for, for USC to win more games, the defense has to step up. I think that's very true. I think defense is definitely a serious problem. But for me, it all starts and ends with Keaton um, and the offense because I think, personally, I think Keaton this year is just not not doing it at all. Uh, we saw problems last year taking too much time to go through his progressions. I feel like at this point he's getting low on confidence. Jackson Dart came in and tore it up. And Keaton, you know, everybody's slowly turning against him, and he's a big confidence guy. I think he takes time to make his decisions, decide who he's going to throw to. Um, and when he starts playing a game poorly, if he can't come back quickly, it's not going to get much better. So if he could play well to start a game, which, I mean, he played fine, but unless he plays well, I I, I doubt that they'll be able to play you know, win a, win a game. Great points were made by both of you. And I think, you know, I agree with the confidence take because there was a lack of confidence going into the second half, which really, I think, was one of the biggest problems in this game. I think that, you know, we didn't carry momentum into the second half. And if USC came out and was just kind of electric in that third quarter, this game could have ended differently. But I also think things looked really rough in the red zone for the Trojans. USC was able to move the ball a lot everywhere but the red zone. And, you know, they were able to get themselves out of really tricky third down situations. But when it came down to being in the red zone, they just sort of struggled. But moving on, we have a lot to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the talent on this team. And you guys know we have some insane talent. But that said, what do you think USC is missing? Like, we have those guys, but where are these inconsistencies really coming from? Yeah, USC definitely has the talent for sure. I mean, look at Drake London this year. He has more than double the receiving yards of any other Pac-12 receiver. And as of right now, he's going to be a first-round draft pick. But I think the biggest problem right now actually stems from the offensive line of USC. I think the offensive line doesn't give Keaton Slovis enough time 
And I think because of that, Keaton Slovis will rush his throws. He automatically looks to, towards Drake Lending right away. And yes, Drake Lending's been tearing it up, but USC also has to have other receivers other than Drake Lending catching the football. USC doesn't really have that defined wide receiver too. You have Gary Bryant, you have Taj Washington who have been doing all right, but they, they're, they've been playing more off to the side and it's been Drake Lending's show so far. So I think one of Gary Bryant and Taj Washington has to step up to become that wide receiver too. And I also think that the offensive line definitely has to step up as well. Give Keaton more time to throw. You know, when Keaton can gain his confidence, like you said earlier, I definitely think he could be a good quarterback, especially for USC. But it all stems from that offensive line, I think. And I think USC also does need a second wide receiver to step up as well. I fully agree. I think the offensive line is the biggest problem. Losing Vera Tucker and, I mean, other pieces just over the years, the line has gotten a lot worse. And as I've said for weeks now, is Keenan is too slow to go through his progressions with an average O-line or maybe this O-line's even below average. But I don't mind the Drake London show. I mean, he, he is an incredible player, right? He's got all the talent in the world. He can make any catch, you know, in his, in his radius. But I think between the O-line and I also think coaching – as much as I love Dante Williams and want to give him a shot, I, I, I'm not convinced that he can coach and lead a team. I think the team's missing a true leader. Um, and obviously, at the end of the day, there's also inconsistencies on the defense and the secondary and linebacking core that it's just all these different parts working together make it too difficult for the team to succeed this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with you both, and I think our O-line really needs a lot of help, and you guys both talked about that, but... I kind of agree with, you know, this doesn't need to be the Drake London show. And I think that almost goes into the culture of this team as a whole. And I know we already talked about this before we even started recording, but I think that something that USC needs to work on is the idea of culture. And I don't even mean just within the team. I mean, within the entire program, Um, you know, even when it comes to like our student fan base, USC is missing a lot of the energy that you might get in an SEC or a Big 12 team. And even though your fan base doesn't make a team, it does make a program complete. And USC is just for some reason lacking in that realm. Obviously, there's a lot more to the story, which you guys touched on. But when it comes to what's going on in these games, I just feel like there's no energy. And it's weird. I feel like if we had more people like rooting for the team, it would be totally different. Um, so, I mean, if you go to USC, just show up to the games, sit in the student section. It's a lot of fun. Just do it. It's really easy. We're in college. Anyways, let's move on. Um, now that we've seen four games with Dante, what do you guys think that bringing him in as the interim head coach has done? Do you think it was a bad idea? What are the disadvantages of having an interim head coach come in during the actual season? What's going wrong? What's going right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think USC was put in a very tough position firing Clay Helton in the middle of the season. And although although I do believe it was necessary, it definitely puts USC at a disadvantage because they now have to go out, find a new coach, build up that culture again. And you could kind of tell when USC plays in their football games, they don't really have that culture, that community, that family when they play. Everything seems a little out of sync kind of on defense like the defensive line doesn't work with the linebackers. The linebackers don't work, doesn't work with the secondary. I think all of that stems from not having a head coach for the full year and bringing in Dante Williams halfway through the year. 
So although I do think Dante Williams is, was a great recruiter for USC, he's probably not the best coach that we've had. And I definitely think at the end of the year, he will no longer be the interim head coach. And I think USC will go out and find a new head coach to start off the 2022 season. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll probably end up with a new coach next year. I don't like in general, I don't mind the idea of an interim head coach just because it's kind of like damage control, right? Like finding a head coach in the middle of the year and hiring a new guy that that's so difficult because the team is, you know, a coach is worried about his own team and, you know, it's difficult to search for a coach, but for Dante in particular, I agree. I don't think he'll end up here at the end of the year um, or come next season. I don't know if you guys saw this article in The Athletic about, like, the entirety of the issues in the Clay Helton um, era, and it talked a lot about how he just hired a lot of the wrong people. And Dante Williams might be a great recruiter, but I- I'm not convinced he knows how to coach that well, right? Like, our secondary hasn't been fantastic the past few years. I mean, he, he might lead and he might recruit, but – you know, I don't know if he's he's the best leader of a team. Um, and then a disadvantage of having an interim head coach, besides, I don't know, perhaps hiring the wrong one, is that things can stay constant and stuff that was going wrong before. You have the same culture, same coach, and things can just keep going poorly because he was probably part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, those are good points. But at the same time, I just feel like this whole situation really isn't fair for anyone. I think that what USC what USC did in terms of firing Clay Hilton when they did was a really bad idea. And and not just, you know, like that sucks for Clay Hilton, but I think that in doing this, you know, the team wasn't given any time to really adjust to Dante Williams, his coaching style. And I don't think Dante Williams had time to adjust to being a head coach for a team like USC. And it's just nobody had a fair shot, and I hate that that happened. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really unfair. And they kind of just dropped a bomb on the entire program, and you guys talked about that too. But I don't know. Like, I I wish that Dante Williams had a better shot because I love him as a leader, but I'm not necessarily loving him as a coach right now, but there's also so many more problems. Um, at I don't the, know. At the same time, though, like – it might have not been the ideal time in the season, but hiring firing Clay Helton was so crucial to this program getting better. Um, it might not have been at a great time, but I feel like it was so necessary that I'll take it. You know, if he stuck around for another year, it would have just been like another year of disappointment. Like not too bad, but we're not top tier. So I'm happy it happened. You know? Yeah, me too. But why not earlier? Like, why would they just totally drop this bomb on this program? Like. Nobody has time to adjust, and it's bad for everyone. But yeah. I agree. It was essential. I'm glad we did it. Hopefully it helps us next season, but right now it's not looking great. Um, before we end, this is this is something I like to do with my friends that I watch football games with, and it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, so we're going to go around and say the good, the bad, and the ugly of this game. I don't know if you guys are prepared for this, but – it's really fun. So I think that the good of this game is Drake London. And yes, I just said he shouldn't be like the only thing that matters, but what a performance. He's unreal. Um, the bad was our defense, in my opinion, and our O-line. It's kind of tied at this point. Now that we're talking about it, I see both ways. And the ugly is that we haven't had two consecutive wins this year, which is just embarrassing at this point. 
What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think those are some great points. And I think for the good, although there wasn't very many good things coming out of this Utah game, I definitely think Drake London's performance was a very big highlight. And it, it shows measures as to how good of a receiver he is this year. But I also think Keontae Ingram played pretty well. And I think he's definitely making progress uh, more so than he did at the start of the year. He's definitely getting better as the games go on. And USC is starting to establish more of a rush game. Uh, Keontae Ingram had 14 carries, 70 yards, you know, average five yards a carry. That's not bad. So I definitely think that's something that's a good takeaway for USC. I definitely think the bad was our defense, giving up 42 points to a Utah team whose offense isn't that good is definitely not acceptable, except especially for USC. And like I mentioned earlier, the fact that USC is giving up more than 40 points on every single loss they, they have this year definitely pays dividends to the defense. And then I think the ugly is, honestly, the fact that USC has one home win this year and two home or th- three home losses. I, so, I mean, something like that. <laughs> they have they have not been playing well at home this year. And I definitely think that's the ugly of it. It makes the fans disappointed. Mm-hmm. It makes the parents disappointed. It makes the alumni disappointed. And even makes the team disappointed, too. Like, you're playing at home. You're playing at the Coliseum. Like, you should be amped up for those kind of games. And the fact that USC keeps on disappointing at home is definitely the ugly, I think, for this past game. Absolutely. What do you think? Um, I, I Okay, so obviously Drake London, he, that's good. Keontae Ingram, I, I also think that's a great point. The past two games, or even three games now, he's he's got he looks like a pretty solid running back, which is awesome. But I'm going to say a little bit outside of the box, but I'm going to say the good was – Jackson Dart in practice and pads. I think that's good. Love it. Um, tough game, so we'll take away from practice. The bad, I'm a big anti-Keaton Slovis guy, so I think the bad was Keaton Slovis' performance. Continuing to lose the confidence of the fans and the program, I think. Uh, you were mentioning earlier, Logan, that he might not even go to the draft now, which, that I mean, that's tough for him. Um, obviously a sign of his season. And then the ugly is that... U- USC lost to Utah on Parents Weekend. It's brutal. Yeah. Parents came here and just to watch USC lose and leave early. So. Yeah. yeah that that was, was. That was tough. Yeah. Well, the tables have really turned <laughs> in the past couple of weeks here at USC, but I wish we could stick around and debate everything for the whole night. But that is all the time we have. Thank you, Logan, and thank you, Gordon, for coming here tonight. Thank you to all of our listeners. It's a never-ending drama fest here at USC, so come back for the next episode of The Scoreboard.